Blog Talk Radio. Shop. I'm Ace tonight, and of course with us tonight is the lovely Wonder Woman herself, Miss Rainy Love, who here, honey, you need some coffee after that rock tour you've been on. I'm telling you, I don't know who your agent is, honey, <laughs> but they're just tearing you up. I know, I'm starting to lose my voice here, but we'll work through it. <laughs> oh, yes, we will, and if not, you know, you can just take over the chat room and start sitting inside mm-hmm. and doing sign language. We'll turn this into a real video podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of at that point. I'll tell you, I've been so busy for this last week. It's just incredible, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing for, right. you know, my clients. Uh, but I'm telling you, my voice is just going, hello. <laughs> right. So what what have you been up to? Oh, you know me. It's October. It's insanity day twice. You know, I commonly <laughs> say my planner is always bleeding of ink. In October, I don't even bother doing my small planner. I just go right to the big three-inch binder. It's just easier. It gets through things. And it's like, okay, so we just rock along. And, you know, we got this show. Last week, we, um, we didn't have um, – Mountain Bears. The reason we didn't is because I was at an event. The end of the month, there won't be a Mountain Bears because Aiden's at an event. Can't be in two uh-huh. places. We've already tried splitting me. We've tried remote broadcasting that people have suggested. No, we don't remote broadcast. We're either in the studio or we're not there. Yeah. It don't yeah. work. Well, so, you and I you have know, done some radio shows like that ourselves in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, honey, I don't know what our agents are thinking. They are booking, uh, you know, I'm last week was booked at a beautiful Victorian home. It was gorgeous. I love being there. And then I look at my calendar the next day, and I'm back at a music festival. I'm like, dear God, I am going to lose my voice before the year is out. I Grant me. You know, I already sound like I smoke four packs a day and drink at least two bottles of tequila. By the end of the year, honey, me and you both are going to sound like really bad truckers that have been on the road for way <laughs> too long. I know. I've been sitting here going, okay, we're on our third week of this. Is this going to go away or what? I know. <laughs> and it's just well, like, it's it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, honey, it is what it is. And I was looking at the numbers today, and I'd like to welcome South American listeners and welcome African listeners. I hope you enjoy the show Um, and are enjoying the show because our numbers have shot up in those areas, you know. Excellent. Excellent. You know, the cost. 
I know, it's wonderful. And we're making the news. Psychics and mediums, at least, are making the news. Apparently, there's a new show called uh, Mama Medium. Um, and Ooh. this is on TLC. It's a new series. It's actually interesting. But she's able to empathically communicate with a woman who had who was paralyzed after weight loss surgery and is unable to speak. This is going to be interesting. Guys, if you start calling Rainy into the hospital, I only have one thing. You must wear a mask. We are not putting up with that weakening <laughs> system of yours. It does take a lot out of you. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's there. You know, it's a blessing, but one of the things that does go is your voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. You start sounding a little bit weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it takes a lot of energy, um, sure. but it's also well worth it because I really, you know, one of my reasons for doing it is because I really do believe it is about helping others to heal, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it may not always make sense if you are having that type of a reading with somebody. It may not always make sense to you, the information that we're giving you initially, but it will make sense. Right. And trust me. But, I know, but I cannot, I, 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 you know, I refuse to sign the release of your contract for you to start going into hospitals because you get sick at a drop of a hat. Going into hospitals, Probably. talking, talking, you know, I get that, you know, we can communicate. And for years, I've thought about that, you know, being, you know, when I was on the floor. And probably done it a few times, talking with patients that are nonverbal on an empathic uh-huh. level or on a psychic uh-huh. level. Not you. Nope. Not letting you do it. Well, it takes a, takes a lot of energy. <laughs> it does. Well, not only that, but your immune system, honey, you catch every bug flying around. But apparently this is on TLC. It starts November the 5th um, at 9 p.m., and let me see if they're competing with us. It better not be. Nope, it's a Monday night, guys. It's a Monday night. Not a problem. You can to coffee shop live the next day, and we'll be sure to sit down and watch it. They do have a you lot know. of shows on TLC, I will tell you what. Mm-hmm. The TLC is you know. starting to be in good place again. Granted, I remember when they were the learning channel, not the drama channel. But yeah, we'll yes. see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but you know well, the thing of it is is this takes so much energy and it's worth it to mm-hmm. us. And I'm not sick right now, you know. It's just my voice is no. just gone. <laughs> exactly. Gone left like, the building, sorry. gone to visit. You- did you go to visit El- is your voice going to go visit Elvis? Is that what this is? Absolutely. <laughs> well, bring me back a peanut butter bacon and banana sandwich, okay? At least make the My favorite. useful. I know. My favorite. Well, you know, Washington <laughs> got a little bit of a shock this morning. Um and New York, of course. Yes. Haley Nikki resigned uh Nikki Haley. Oh, that's gone. right. That's right. Yeah, she I think said, she, I am you know, out of here. Well, you know, she's been a busy little gal here for the last couple of years. And it's my understanding that she had kind of planned on this. They just kind of didn't really say anything here. But I guess everybody was shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but they'll be okay. I'm sure it'll be okay. She's made a lot of positive changes, you know. Um, she is one strong woman, I will tell you what. Right. She you know, stands by what been, she believes in. She does. But it's been, you know, she sat on that U, as our UN diplomat for eight yep. years. Before that, she was the governor of South Carolina. Right. She done that for eight years. And the whole time, she's always said, everybody needs a term limit. I think every right. position that makes any type of decision needs a term limit, and everybody needs to be elected. 
Texas Health Board people need to be elected. Your county commissioners need to be elected. I think everybody needs to be elected. And you can't be two things. You know, you can't be like on this board and on the you know, board of education, board of health, and work in the county commission. Uh-uh. One place. Yeah. Of course, that's always been my yeah. suggestion. But, you know, what people don't get is when you get appointed ambassador to something like the UN or a foreign country, mm-hmm. you know, there is no term limit. You get that for a lifetime. We've seen this with Supreme Court justices, which, again, I think they should have to be a justice to run, but I think that they should have to be elected. Um, well, I know that a lot. Of, I know a lot of people have talked about um, term limits, like especially you know for people in the Senate. I mean, they they have to be reelected, but in some of those people on the Senate and in the Congress are eighty, ninety years old. Well, not only that, but they don't even understand Facebook. My mother understands Facebook. Our senators. That oh my God, I watched that. With Techie Joe, my other co-host on Mountain Bears, and we were both uh-huh. like, "What? You don't know what Facebook is? You're running ads on something you don't understand." Now, granted, I understand they're an older generation, they're a richer generation, get that, but they should know what Facebook is. Well, I have to admit, I'm kind of limited myself. <laughs> You, you know, do just fine, but that's about it. <laughs> well, you understand if you post something to Facebook that right. other people are able to see it. You understand right. that if you post it to Facebook, it's there for a lifetime. You understand that right. we don't give our password out to anybody for our Facebook accounts, right? At all, and yeah, yeah. and then and then also. You know, make sure you post things like pictures of grandbabies and puppy dogs and kitty cats. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's a so safe way sure to go. <laughs> that's a safe way to go. My thought is if your grandmother doesn't want to see it, don't put it on Facebook because Lord knows she's on there. Just saying. Just you know, and then the other but, thing that made my new my news feed and was kind of a little aggravating on social media is Google is closing Google Plus. Is what? That's a little up closing Google Plus. Oh, they I haven't signed up for that. Yes, you have. Uh, you well, have they keep Google asking Plus. me if I want to upgrade, and I keep going no. No, you have Google Plus. You may not have the new Google Plus, but you have Google Plus. We took uh-huh. care of that when I set your social media up. If you own a Gmail account, you own Google, you have a Google Plus. It stores your pictures. It stores your email. Well, they're closing that down, which is all right, I guess. Oh. But a lot of people left yeah. Facebook year, you know, a couple years back. You remember me talking about this story about Facebook winning your actual identity yes. to have a Facebook. You had to send them your driver's license. Not my thing. Uh, I never did. A lot of people didn't do it. But, you know, if their name was something like Amber Rose Eagle Wing Apple Butter, they had to uh-huh. send it in there. Yeah, I so, never had to send anything in there. It's been pretty generic for me, but I'm a pretty generic person on Facebook, in all honesty. You know, I kind of see it as uh-huh. one person to have communication. That's about it, you know. Sure. <clears throat> but you're right. We have a lot of people who don't use their real names. Um, mm-hmm. I understand why, but, you know, unfortunately, social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or something else, they have way too much information on us. Well, they and they're do. keeping way too much they information do. on us. And we've had they've had some hackings here lately, you know, with some of these social medias. Mm-hmm. Which we should be concerned, which of course you and I have talked about. We really need to up the ante on our mm-hmm. technology. We need to up our walls on our technology. 
We need to up our yeah. walls. We need to up our ante. Um, we're going to be talking about that on Mountain about, Bears. Yeah, well, I, I think we even talked about that a few weeks ago, and that was mm-hmm. one thing that was very frustrating with respect to, um, you know, uh, Congress, you know, talking to Facebook mm-hmm. and talking to Google and all that. Right. They really don't know. They don't have all the information. And what has happened is technology is way far ahead by a long shot than the government right. is. And it's not because I want government necessarily involved, but there's going to have to be something right. that has to happen in order to protect us because we have other countries coming right. in and taking our information. What are they doing with that information? Right. We don't know. Right. Well, a lot of the things that are going on are crazy. In general, they tend to be crazy. They tend to be a little all over the place. Tonight, we're going to be talking yeah. dreams, which I'm looking forward to. This was a really good book, both of them. You've got to check them out. But let me you know, get her lined up here and get the introduction. The two books we're talking about tonight was um, How to Have a Great Dream, book one, The Overview Decoding Your Dreams to Discovering Your Full Potential, and the book Two is have a great dream book. Two, the deeper discussion. Now, Lane right. Galpin, I'm hoping I'm saying this right, guys, because names I suck at, and if I'm not, she can well, do you want me to do you want me to read it while you bring her on? Yes, please. I would love for okay. you to do the double T thing here. Okay. So Lane Galpin is the founder of the Dream Interpretation Center in Montreal. She's a lecturer at Concordia University, and after studying dreams for 45 years, Lane says, decoding and understanding your dreams is an opportunity to propel your problem-solving skills. The solutions to any problem are the dreams, and if we know how to tap into this resource, anyone can gain insight and clarity about relationships, work, family, life, etc. Uh, Lane has been a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams since 1997, where she has had the opportunity to lecture both in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. Um, during her lectures as well as in her books, you know, book one, Have a Great Dream, Overview of Decoding Your Dreams to Discover Your Full Potential, uh, book two, to have a great dream, um, deeper discussion. Her goal is to introduce the general public to the value of understanding their dreams. And a dream is the conversation you're having with yourself, says Lane. The unconscious mind is sophisticated and brilliant. There's always a reason for today's dream. And once you learn this step-by-step method of uncovering why you had that dream last night, you will discover the dreams we have are not random. Lane's own interest in dreams stems from her early experience in Freudian analysis, where dream work was the primary tool. She is electric in her approach, using the frameworks of Freud, Jung, Pearls, and Alder. She teaches easy-to-grasp methods using plenty of dream maps in her books to uncover what situation today's dream is mirroring. And most importantly, Lane teaches you how to recognize the solutions to your current issue that appear in your dream. The interaction, she says, is exactly like doing a puzzle. You try one piece, and if that doesn't work, you try another. Wow. And, you know, that's really interesting. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, Hi, how are you this evening? One of our favorite subjects. Certainly one of my favorite <laughs> subjects as well. My name is pronounced Laney. My name is pronounced Laney. Laney, uh, okay. That is, that is also my nickname, Laney. Oh, there you go. I, I, <laughs> please excuse my voice tonight. <laughs> No problem. You know, and with your books, you do a good bit of traveling. You do workshops, so you kind of understand that one, too. 
in both your books, you refer to in terms of point of entry to help us understand decoding. Um, what are you talking about there? Well, the dream is at the first level always about something that you either thought about yesterday or something that happened to you yesterday. And we prioritize when we go to sleep at night the same way as we prioritize when we get up in the morning. Who do I have to call? Who do I have to email? What do I have to do today? When you go to sleep tonight, your unconscious mind is going to prioritize the one thing that's bothering you the most. And all of your dreams tonight are the conversation that you're having with yourself concerning a very specific current issue that you are attempting to problem solve. And the solution Mm -hmm. appears in your unconscious. And so what I have to do is I help dreamers uncover why they had that dream last night, and I do it through a series of questions that revolve around what I call points of entry. And the points of entry are, for example, the feelings, the action, the symbols, the repetition, play on words and puns, and the plot. Mm -hmm. And uh, play on words and puns, for example, um, we use... We use uh, puns constantly in our waking life, and we use them when we sleep as well. So, for example, if you hear a dreamer say, oh, I had to go to the washroom, and I went into the bathroom, and I got into a stall, and I couldn't get out of the stall. So when you hear the language, because... It's really, dreaming is really just thinking, and you, mm-hmm. you're thinking in pictures, and because the distractions of the daytime have disappeared, you actually get to see what you're thinking, because we think in, in pictures. So when yeah. I hear a dreamer say that they were going to the washroom, and they got stuck in the stall, if they use language like that, I might ask that dreamer, what's going on in your life this week that you're stalling about what are you stuck are you stuck in a stall do you see what uh, i mean yeah mm-hmm. very good or uh or one other one other um example is uh i uh, um uh, the, the woman who said there were snakes all over the floor, I couldn't put my foot down, and it was because she was mm-hmm. having difficulty putting her foot down with her husband. So you uh, want to look at mm. play on words, because if you're the kind of parent that says to your child, get over here, I'm going to kill you, if you talk like that, you might go to sleep mm-hmm. tonight and dream that you're trying to kill somebody, and it's not really about that, it's really about that you're processing uh, the incident that happened with your child. Do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. I say to you, I was, I was so embarrassed, I thought I was going to die, then... I might go to sleep and dream that I'm dying, and it's not really about that. But let me give you an example Mm -hmm. about uh, the action in a dream, using action as a point of entry instead of play on words. Um, There's this woman, and she dreams that she's at a picnic, and at first there's a few ants, but then suddenly... It turns into an absolute horde of ants that are crawling all over the place, and she wakes up while she's trying to push the ants away with her hands, which is not Mm -hmm. a very effective way of getting rid of a horde of ants. And so using a symbol's point of entry, I asked her to describe for me what a picnic is, because what you say, uh, what your description of a picnic is, and your memories of of a picnic could not possibly be exactly the same as anybody else you know. So you can't really look up in a book what a picnic is when you see it in a dream, because it really depends on the dreamer, because all of us are very unique, and we have our own database of memories and associations that are all collected in our unconscious mind. The unconscious is an incredible database, and it's holding every single memory and association that you've ever had since you're born. And so when I used a symbol's point of entry, and I asked her to tell me 
um, what is a picnic? Like, imagine I'm a little girl, and I don't know what a picnic is. Could you tell me what it is? She said, it's when you eat outside of the house on a blanket, and hopefully it's sunny outside, and it's very relaxing and fun. And that dream turned out to and I, when I asked her about when she said eating outside, so I asked her about eating food, and she said that food is sustenance. And the woman had that dream because she was having an affair, and so mm-hmm. she was getting her she was getting her her nutrition, her sustenance outside of the house on a blanket. And the reason why there's an escalation in the feelings, if you look at the feelings in the dream as another point of entry, it starts out where Mm -hmm. she's happy at this picnic, and there's only a few ants here and there. And so that was his kids, her kids, her husband, his wife, that weren't really spoiling the picnic. But the reason why there's suddenly a horde of ants is because her lover got transferred from work an hour and a half away, and he had to move away from town an hour and a half. And now, if she wants to continue the affair, she'd have to drive an hour and a half, probably spend another hour and a half or two hours with him and drive back to where she lives an hour and a half and get there in time to pick up the children at school. So obviously the Mm -hmm. situation had gotten out of control just like it Mm -hmm. did in the dream. That's why there's suddenly Mm -hmm. an escalation of feelings because suddenly the situation was out of her control. And so now, if you want to see what a solution looks like when it comes in the form of a metaphor, what I do is we look, now that we understand what's the situation in the dreamer's waking life that triggered the dream, and that's how you find, you find that out through asking the dreamer a series of questions until you finish the puzzle and the dreamer ends up telling you they connect their dream to the situation. And w- what I said was, because if you had a horde of ants, by the way, do you think you'd be able to get rid of them by pushing them away with your hands? Are you there? Mm, no. Yeah. No. It's not going to work. So the dreamer's response, the dreamer's response is inappropriate to the current situation. Mm-hmm. And what I said is maybe you want to get out the raid. Because raid would <laughs> mm-hmm. kill a horde of ants. And a, yeah. so she, she she gets it because that's what happens in dreams. You know, you you right. can give a visual, you can have a visual discussion because when I'm speaking about mm-hmm. somebody's dream with them, we are speaking the language of metaphor. And so whatever right. seems like concrete during the day, the conversation becomes completely different. And about two days later, she called me to tell me that she got out the raid and ended the affair. Mm-hmm. So Which that's what obviously a, the right choice. That's what it. Of course, her choice. Oh my yeah. goodness, yes. Because yeah. when you yeah. when I say to a dreamer, you you'd probably be better with raid. We don't know what what uh, situ how she's going to take control. The thing about suggesting to a dreamer that she take out raid to get rid of this horde of ants is that that puts her in control. In the dream, she feels yeah. out of control. But when you take raid, mm-hmm. that's you taking control. Now I don't right. know whether she's gonna what she's gonna do to control her situation. Is she gonna end her marriage? Is she going to end the affair? I don't know. It's up to the dreamer because the dream was her having a discussion with herself. The dream is not her having a discussion with me, in my opinion. I can only offer, I can only offer, you know, if I was in a situation like that, how I might uh, respond. And I know that if I'm in a situation where I have, I'm not feeling like I have control in my life, I'm going to search for certain ways that I might be able to have some control so I feel less anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. That's really interesting. So, you know, in essence, what you're saying is dreams are helping us to work out issues that we think we're working out during the day. 
but we aren't necessarily. The dreaming gives us the opportunity if we learn how to interpret things. Yes, and you would get it. You would get it anyway. Like if if you want to quit that job or break off with that guy you're having an affair with, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, if you don't remember your dreams, you're going to get it anyway. But if you are somebody who remembers your dreams and you try and uh, discuss them, then you propel your problem-solving skills. You get it faster, like the woman who was dreaming that she got a brand-new puppy, and in the dream she's got the puppy up on the table in front of her, and um, she's mm-hmm. so excited in the dream, and all of a sudden the puppy poos everywhere, all over the table, all over her, and she, you know, and that's how she wakes up. You know, so she started out, and that was a feelings point of entry. What did you start out recently being so excited about, and now it's gone to crap? You know, like what what yeah. happened in your life recently that started out so happy and, and something new, and it was about her new job that she was so excited about, and after she was working there for about 10 days, it turned out that her boss is really an abusive guy, and he was pulling all over her, literally. So you use expressions like that. And what I said to the dreamer, similar to the picnic dream, is one of the ways that you can find a solution is you take the picture of the dream and you take it outside into your waking life and make a decision about Mm -hmm. how would you solve it if that happened in waking life, which is what I asked her. What would you do if you really had a puppy up on the table and it it pooed all over the place? What would be your solution? She said, I would take it off the table, off the table, and then I would clean the puppy up and I'd clean myself up. And so – that's an expression which all of us are are um, have heard before. That when mm-hmm. you're not when you're not willing to discuss something or change your mind, have you ever heard the expression "I'm taking it off the table"? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what that's what the dreamer was saying to herself, and of mm-hmm. course she quit the job. She quit the job, yeah. and and I and I am a firm believer because we dreaming is just thinking. So whether you remember the dreams or you don't, you're still problem solving and you're still thinking and you're still having a discussion with yourself when you go to sleep at night. And so she yeah. would have quit that job anyway, but maybe she quit it a little bit faster because she had that puppy dream. Mm-hmm. And well, probably that, but, a better you know, decision. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. It was probably a better decision for her to quit the job earlier rather well, than later. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it was fortunate that she remembered the dream and was able to call me to discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, and then once we come back, let's go ahead and talk about ways to remember dreams. Because, you know, I have a lot of people go, oh, I don't remember my dreams. So let's see about the way we can work on recalling them. Okay, great. Okay? All right. And you'll find us at www.themagichappens.com, your free online magazine. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. 
Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asinite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts, Ace and Mike and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. The Psychic Coffee Shop live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. Okay, here we go. There you go. All right, guys, welcome back. So we were just talking a little bit about dreams. Let's uh, Lainey, Lainey, what's some ways we can remember our dreams? Uh, well, the best and easiest way to remember a dream is intention. Intention is so much. <laughs> and if you leave pen and paper beside the bed, and even as you're falling asleep, you might want to visualize yourself waking up in the morning and reaching for the pen to write something down before you get off the bed. That'll usually bring on a picture within a couple of days. And don't be thinking that you need to remember a dream with a beginning, a middle, and an end, because as mm-hmm. I was just saying, with the puppy dream, she only had one one picture. So you don't need a whole long story. Don't feel like you need one. One picture really is worth a thousand words. And another favorite way of mine is to sit down in a chair and take off your watch and look at your watch and the hands and the way the second hand is going around and turn it around and look at the strap and then and then close your eyes and visualize your watch just like you did while you were looking at it. And then another exercise is then you can look around the room and look at all the paintings and pictures and furniture and the carpet and that glass on the table over there and just do a scan of the room around you and then close your eyes and walk around the room in your mind's eye because then you're exercising that certain um 
muscle uh, that experience about being one place and then another place, one place and then another place. And once you start doing that, you give yourself the exact same feeling that it is when you wake up in the morning. I all often say to myself, where was I? Like, and that, and sometimes that's how I bring myself back in the dream. And you can even do it with your the your childhood home that you grew up in. You can, you know, close your eyes and imagine yourself walking around in that house, uh, in and out of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And I I want to make sure to take you a little bit deeper today tonight, because then you'll understand mm-hmm. that it's um, a lot more. Uh, um, sophisticated than just looking at the first level about, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and that you can look deeper into a dream and all that you can get from it. And so I'll just uh, tell you that when we're born, we are born whole. We come into the world with a plethora of potential. We can be selfish, we could be giving, we can be shy or assertive, we can be a hero or a chicken, maybe you're the comedian in the family, maybe you're the serious one, and the people that bring us up teach us that it's better to be one way than another way. And so we become mm-hmm. over-exercised in certain aspects of our personality and under-exercised in other aspects, and that doesn't mean that you don't still have every potential possible because you do but Mm. certain parts of the personality become under exercised or under invested Carl Jung would have called Mm -hmm. them your shadows and so um I'm just going to give you an example and then uh, a one-picture dream. Um, And so if you're brought up in a home with siblings, you probably get the message that it's not okay to be selfish because you hear sentences from your parents like, go share your toys with your brother. Go look after your sister. And your whole life Mm -hmm. experience, you're sharing the attention of of your parents. And so those are the people that become more exercised, over-exercised in giving, like in being unselfish and giving. And those are the people that when they grow up to be adults, not always, but very often, those are the people that you and I know, and I'm one of those people myself sometimes, who has trouble saying no. And then, conversely, if you're brought up as an only child, then you don't have to share your parents' attention and you don't have to share your toys and you get very comfortable in the role of looking after yourself. So I know a man named Stephen and he had a dream that he's climbing up a ladder and as he goes higher and higher up the ladder, there's paper everywhere and it's filling up all beside the ladder and even in front of him and it's starting to block the steps to help him get higher and the at the top of the ladder is the person he describes as his college roommate who he hasn't seen in about 20 years and so using a symbol's point of entry I asked him to tell me what are the first two or three things that come to your mind about that about that roommate and what he said is he was a selfish take care of me first kind of guy and that mm-hmm. and that's who's encouraging him up the ladder. And so in dreams, your ego or yourself, you take the part of the dream that you feel the most comfortable with. And all these other parts of yourself, you give out all the other parts to people, places, and things. And the, this dream was about the fact that the dreamer has a pile of work on his desk. There's paper everywhere. And he wants to be working, but his friends invited him to go see a movie. And being brought up in a home with siblings, he's not that comfortable saying no. And so there he was, about to go to a movie the following night, the night um, it was planned for the night after he had the dream. But because he understood the metaphor of the dream, he understands that that selfish take care of me first kind of personality that he represents with his college roommate, that's who the dreamer needs to access. He needs to become a little bit like that. 
So he's not going to turn right. into, I mean, you're not going to turn into a selfish, take care of me first kind of person overnight. But if you right. understand that you need to access some of that personality trait, the next day, the dreamer called his friends and he told them, I'm sorry, there's so much work on my desk and that's really where I need to be and where I want to be. So I'm not going to join you for a movie tonight. And that was his first time. Uh, I call it being in the gym. That was his first time in the gym exercising the muscle that knows how to say no. And then if you try it again two weeks later and then you try it again you know, two months later, and you keep exercising every single time that you pay attention excuse me, that you pay attention to what you really want to do and you're that honest with the people who you love, every time you do it, you strengthen the muscle that knows how to say no when it's appropriate. Because for me, in my world, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. In my world, there's appropriate and inappropriate. And dream analysis is always about measuring up once you know what the situation is about. It's always about measuring up how is the dreamer's response fitting to their current situation? Is it, an, is it a knee-jerk response that they're over-exercised in? Is it a situation where they need to exercise another aspect of their personality that's sleeping or that's underused? That's what it's yeah. really about. That's what I'm about right there. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good, because you're right, a lot of us do grow up in homes where we're told to share, and we do kind of get used to compromising, sharing, which is good to a certain degree, but I never thought about underutilized. Right, because the thing about life is that life throws us an unbelievable plethora of situations. And, I mean, so many different things happen to us. I mean, I've had cancer. I had a a handicapped uh, child at 21, um, which is very different from cancer. I mean, I have um, a blended family. My first husband passed away when he was 38. All these situations are so completely and totally different. And it would be so boring to be approaching life always having having the same response to every situation that happens to you in your life. You want to be able to exercise different responses to people and situations. And that's what uh, Freud called maturation and what Jung called individuation. So I have um, Mm -hmm. a psychological approach to dream dream analysis, as you can tell. Yeah, in fact, I was going to ask you, how do do you use him? I'm sorry? How do you use your psychological approach to your dream analyzing? Well, I've just been giving you example after example Example. about how I'm using them. Like, for example, Alfred Adler, you know, Freud was looking into the past. So if you're looking at a Freudian approach, you would say, oh, I have trouble saying no to people, and then you would investigate, where does that come from? And maybe you're going to discover that it comes from the fact that you were brought up in a home with siblings, and that your parents were always teaching you to think of the other person before yourself all the time. And you got training in doing that, because once you can understand where your reactions to today's situations, where they come from, it's great because now you, you're aware of it. It's not like you're going around responding to life situations, having no awareness and no idea about where your responses are coming from. Once you know where a response is coming from, you can make a decision. Like I grew up in a home with uh, European parents, and so I couldn't look at my father when I was six or seven, and if he was yelling at me, I couldn't say to him, excuse me, I don't like how you're talking to me right now, because <laughs> I would have yeah. landed up in my bedroom. That was that was considered very disrespectful. So I learned to yeah. become under-invested in speaking up 
and over-invested in shutting up. And so now I'm 66, but when I was 40 and my sweet husband, Andy, who was, is also like my late father, who was also really a sweet guy with a bad temper, and I married a man like that, a really sweet guy. He takes a shirt off his back for you, and he also has a bad temper. So when I was 40, one day, I, uh, Andy and I, like we had an argument. And he started, like, yelling at me. And what did I do? I did my knee-jerk reaction, my habitual response. I stayed there and shut up. I didn't say anything because that's how I was <laughs> trained. But then that night I went to sleep and I dreamt about my aunt who had already passed on, you know, like 15 years before that. And so – I asked myself, using a symbol's point of entry, what are the first two or three things that come to my mind when I think about her? And I would tell you, she had such a big mouth. <laughs> and if she didn't like you, she had no problem telling you that she didn't like you. And similarly, if she loved you, she would also tell you. So I understood when I analyzed the dream that her appearance in the dream is not random. Because she, you know, I choose that person because that's the personality trait that I need to access. So I'm not going to, It's you know, it's like I said about the selfish and the, you know, about saying no and okay. saying yes all the time. It's similar to that because I'm not going to turn into a big assertive person overnight. But change right. is possible. I am here to tell you, I'm not saying that change is easy, but it certainly is possible. That happened when I was 40 and when I woke up the next morning because because I understood the analysis of the dream, I said to Andy, I took a little bit of her because she would have told him where to get off. But I wasn't there yet because this was my first time in the gym. And so I said, you know, Andy, it really hurts my feelings when you yell at me like that. Could you please not do that? It makes me feel like I'm seven and I'm with my dad. And so that was the first time that I expressed myself and exercised that muscle that I have. And now it's 26 years later, and I can tell you that somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago, Andy stopped raising his voice at me. Because you change the dynamic when you change your behavior, it's automatic mm -hmm. that the people around you know more about what to expect or not expect from you. Absolutely. And he never yells at me Absolutely. now. Yeah, he yeah. never yells at me now because he knows that I've exercised my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to ask you because as a young child, I remember having dreams all the time about flying, floating in the air and flying. What does that mean? Well, be, because the dream is linked to something that happened to you yesterday or something that you thought about yesterday, that's what triggers the dream. I can mm -hmm. say to you, um, actually, I wanted to go back to my aunt before we leave, but I, I was going to say to you that as a young, ch as young children, we don't have very much control. And the example I gave you a few minutes ago with my dad was perfect. You can't walk out of the house when you're seven. You don't have right. that kind of control over your life. And so, it's when when you're a child to dream about flying, it's it's great. Because you yeah. get your freedom. That's where you get. That's where you give yourself your freedom. Yes. So that's a very healthy, very healthy uh, dream. You know, sometimes uh, as adults, when I hear about a dreamer flying, I will be talking to them about wondering, is there something going on in your life that's so difficult that you want to be flying away from it? Or is there something going on in your life that you are flying away from and you shouldn't be flying away? You should. You need to be present. Yeah. So those are the different kind of questions that you can ask yourself. And I know that you guys are psychic, and so I, I just wanted to um, add the dream that I told you about my aunt who represents mm -hmm. the assertive side of myself. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you and I know that she also didn't really visit me that night? She may have. Sure. 
Right. Very often they do. You know, in one way or another. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and although my, I'm sure we're very, very sophisticated, and I'm sure that we are multitasking, mm-hmm. and my certain take on dream analysis is from a psychological approach, but I happen to be a spiritual person, and I believe that there's so much more going on. Absolutely, absolutely. It could be a play on both worlds. See, I'm one of the psychics that says psychology and psychic go together like he's in a pod. They do. Um, because one equals the other and ties into each other. But, you know, with that, like your aunt coming to yeah, she could have came and said, you know, and it depends on what the conversation was, not just that she was there when it comes for me working with dreams. Um, but, and it's kind of like, you know, there are reports from 9 11, United States here, um, that months before people were dreaming of plane crashes and, you know, things blowing up. What's your take on that? Well, I, I like I say, I think uh, that there's a simultaneous um, images. Like I think that we are problem solving, and we are using mm-hmm. memories from the past, the present, and sometimes the future, in order to solve a problem that has to do with today. So those people yeah. that you're talking about, I would say mm-hmm. that they were having a memory of the future. Probably. I would and agree. Psycho- um, psychologically, how would you have a memory of the future? Can you explain that to our listeners? Um, well, Einstein said there is no, uh, there is no uh, like time is traveling at the same speed into the future as it is into the past. So they, so there is no time in in dream, in the dream world and in the spirit world. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no time. There isn't a time constraint. Um, and uh, so I still think, though, that if you were able to talk to a person who had a dream about nine eleven, I would want to be mm-hmm. talking to them. Uh, discovering if they were simultaneously using that image mm-hmm. to problem solve something that's going on in their own life. That's a good possibility too. So yeah. you've got the two new books out, which are great. You've got a lecture coming up in New York on the 28th. What else are you up to? Uh, well, um, I offer a free dream course if you sign up at my site where you get uh, five videos in five days and five articles in five days, and it really teaches you how to do dream analysis because it's there's certain steps that you can follow, like the points of entry, and then anybody can do it. And you want to always pay special respect to the dreamer because only the dreamer knows for sure why they use those images and what it it is they're trying to say to themselves and you can buy both my Mm -hmm. books through my site and that way you can get them at uh, Amazon Barnes and Noble and I have the right um, uh, links set up at haveagreatdream.com that's my site my site is the same as the name of the books haveagreatdream.com wonderful yeah because I was going to ask you that next Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. And you know, thank you very much for inviting me. Been very enlightening. Have a great I didn't know this much about dreams either. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, her books are wonderful, guys. If you're really into dreams, go ahead and check her out. I like her approach. Of course, you know, I'm going to be at Crystal Lotus on Thursday from 3:30 to 7, and of course, everyone at Saturday's same thing. Um, and of course, you can reach me for private appointments. You can reach Miss Rainey for private appointments if her voice recovers. Otherwise, you might <laughs> want to bring a cup of coffee into her office so that you can hear her. Rainey, are you going to yes. rest that voice this week? Well, you know, it hasn't worked out. So I'm trying, but I've been, just been so busy that 
Um, I'm even busy after to, after the radio show tonight. <laughs> I know. If you don't rest that voice, I'm telling you, by the time we get to Halloween, uh, it's going to be, hello, everybody. Welcome to Slushy Call Show, and I've got death with me tonight. <laughs> I'll get some downtime, I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, until okay. uh, Friday, talk to you later. Good night, Miss Rainey. Have a good week, everyone. Good night, Mr. Ason. Did you know that you can have a reading with Ason in person? Or you can reach him by phone chat, or even text message, you should really check out his site, asonite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds. Plus, what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com.